My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. An Erio's original. Welcome to Web Crawlers, the podcast where we do a deep dive into some of our favorite unsolved mysteries. Each week, we introduce our topic, lay out our research and findings, reveal some conspiracy theories, and conclude with our own hypothesis. Who knows? We might even solve the case. I'm Allie Siegel. And I'm Melissa Stettin. And over there's Maria being a bitch. <laughs> Web <laughs> what am I doing? Web you know. crawl just existing. <laughs> Web crawlers has a Patreon to get access to rewards, bonus episodes, videos, shout outs, and merchandise discounts. And it is going to be popping off in 2020. <laughs> we just got a camera, a video camera, and a tripod. I haven't told you. I, I ordered one on Amazon. <laughs> I was like, we did. Yeah. I ordered a tripod on Amazon. Are Ooh. we going to start a Twitch? Yes. Oh, yeah. And we can start live. live streaming our oh when we're God. recording this in is here. Gonna, this is going to, you guys are going to, we're going to be the up. Joe Rogan of podcasting. Yes. Yeah. And he is the Joe Rogan of podcasting. <laughs> exactly. He's the Joe, but we're, then we're going to be, be the, the Joe, Joe Rogan. You're going to be the, the Jeanette, Jeanette Rogan. Jeanette. We're going to be the Jeanette Rogan of podcasting. <laughs> you can go to patreon.com slash webcrawlers for as little as $2 a month. Yeah, it's like a cup of coffee. Cup of coffee. For our merch, Maria's wearing uh, some of our merch today. It's so nice. I'm going to just tell you about it. Yeah. It's a till death do us part. Uh, white sweatshirt in medium. It was drawn by Allie. Mm-hmm. It's very luxurious. It's very um, comfy. It's very cool. I maybe look like someone who, you know, doesn't give a shit. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> you do. You look. You look very. Uh, I'm intimidated by you. Yeah. 
That's and that's what I'm going for. Is it soft? It's so soft, and it's but you know what's crazy? It's soft, but it's also like hard ass. Do you know what I mean? Ooh. I get it. Uh, Melissa, where can you find that kind of merch? You can find it at webcrawlerspod.com or hothorse.horse if, if you're, you're nasty. nasty. And we also have a cameo if you want to have us do like a holiday wish or break up with your boyfriend like Mark McGrath from Sugar Ray did for someone. Uh, go to uh, cameo.com slash webcrawlerspod. We have a few to record after the podcast today. Five bucks to do that. Melissa, we got a truly insane listener email. Melissa, what is it? So this guy named Trent sent us an email that says, hey, I hope the subject line caught your eye. The subject line is Satanism, Esoteric, Hitlerism, and Terrorism. It says, I'm a fan of your show ever since I listened to your episode on Satanism. At a couple points in the episode, you talked about how you wish there was a more spooky, scary side of Satanism. A couple of online friends of mine were involved with Adam Waffen Division, and I thought they would probably make a great topic for an episode. Adam Waffen is an American far-right terrorist organization that pretty recently has become associated with esoteric Hitlerism, which is a bizarre twist on Satanism that mixes Judeo-Christian symbolism with Nazi ideology. What? They've killed about a dozen people that we know of anyway and are actively recruiting new members online. Fire up your Tor browser and check their website out. It's fucking crazy. The URL is a bunch of letters dot onion. So I mean, that feels insane to me. Also, if she knows these people, like, shouldn't she call the police if they've killed people? Should we call the police? So I op- I fired up my Tor browser because, of course, I have a Tor browser. And Why I, do you need a Tor browser? What is it? I actually don't know what that means Anonymous browsing. I guess they don't track your IP address. Oh, my God. Okay. I have a it's weird like Bitcoin. I have a weird story about this. Do you? So one time I used to work somewhere and one to, and we'd share a laptop. And one time I, when I came back to the laptop, that thing was up. Oh. The anonymous browser. I mean, who who was using it? My coworker. Did, were they suspicious? <laughs> I don't know. Over the weekend, because they work the weekend and I work the week. Over the weekend, they had been using the Tor browser. You know, some people do use it just as a safety precaution. Interesting. Well, they should, because I've been getting robe ads, (laughs) honestly, in my Instagram. (laughs) And so now I know that they're listening listening and they're watching me. Uh, But you can also on your phone, can't you can't you make it so you're you can change the setting on your Google app on. on, Oh, so it doesn't track you or or your Safari app. Yeah. Yeah, Can't you do private isn't that a thing i believe so okay continue i i open up my tour browser and i put in this address and it was like this crazy like nazi propaganda they have videos they have like pages that are like join us and it's like our statements and it's this guy named brandon russell apparently who started it but they're all like guys in their 20s like white dudes in their 20s how is it related to satanism though i don't know I didn't really put that together. I think it's just a weird... It seems like this woman just, or this man just sent us to a Nazi website. I think so. I think maybe it was just, (laughs) hey, wait a minute. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I think you guys have to do more research on it because that seems, it seems like it goes deeper. Yeah. So I guess maybe we need to do more research. And I think this woman or man who sent this to you knows that and was just dangling the carrot in front of you guys yeah then yeah. we have to go deeper how do you get a tor browser you download it from uh, from the internet i just like google tor browser mm-hmm. interesting so yeah. everyone should be using a tor browser yeah okay sure yeah so uh, that's everyone's to-do list for this weekend get a tor browser. <laughs> okay so i'm so excited 
about today's episode. I bet you are. It is. We've been researching it all night and watching documentaries. <laughs> it is the choice of our $30 Patreon subscriber, Carrie. Yeah, when you pledge $30, you get to choose. You choose an, an episode. episode. Anything you want, we can't say no. That's awesome. She picked the Mothman. She picked the Mothman. So today we are going to do a whole episode on the Mothman. Let's get into, into it. it. Southern Ohio and Northern West Virginia, the legend of Mothman is as strong as it was 45 years ago. For where the legendary seven-foot-tall winged man with glowing red eyes... When I seen him big red eyes, we were out of there. Could it have been some type of mutated bird? I believe in the possibility of Mothman. There's something to it. What it is, I don't know. Who is the Mothman? Or and, what? Or what? That's a good good distinction or what in west virginian folklore the mothman is a creature reportedly seen in the point pleasant area from november of 1966 to december of 1967 according to witnesses the mothman is a large creature with glowing red eyes and giant wings it's believed to be a foreteller of doom it can cause boy (laughs) it can cause disasters kill your pets no and change the channel <laughs> on your tv sounds like my mother-in-law i don't know <laughs> i don't know what I- <laughs> the mothman was reportedly seen in chernobyl just before the nuclear meltdown and near the twin towers right before 9-11 a harbinger of doom harbinger of doom the most famous incident of the mothman is the silver bridge collapse in point pleasant west virginia the mothman was photographed perched up on the bridge moments before it collapsed. Dun, dun, dun. Okay, so the first sighting was on November 12th, 1966 in Clendenin, West Virginia, which is near uh, Point Pleasant. Five grave diggers in a cemetery reported hearing rustling in the trees and saw a giant man creature fly down between the group of men before quickly ascending above the tree line and flying away. And all five men reported seeing the exact same thing. Yeah, they went, they were terrified and went to the cops. Yeah. And they, the cops separated them. And oh, were like, they did. Yeah. And they were like, tell us your story. And they all had the exact oh. same story and gave the exact same account. Well, you know, it's real. Yeah. So in a few days later, two young couples from Point Pleasant, Roger and Linda Scarberry and Steve and Mary Millette. Linda Scarberry and Mary Millette. They told the police they saw a large gray creature whose eyes glowed red when the car's headlights picked it up. They described it as a large flying man with 10-foot wings and was following their car while they were driving in an area outside of the town known as the TNT area, which is the site of a former World War II munitions plant. We'll get into that more later. Oh, yes. They said the creature stood there staring at them before taking off. The group panicked and they sped away, but the creature pursued them. Mm. They drove over 100 miles per hour trying to escape the creature, but it continued to follow them until they made it into town. So this creature can fly 100 miles an hour. Yeah. Crazy. So then a few days after that, a teenage boy reported seeing a similar creature that also followed him in his car. 
And then two weeks after that, also near Point Pleasant, a few pilots reported seeing a strange object that looked like a flying man with a very long neck and red eyes. And then also shortly after that, four women were driving along the road and saw a brownish large bird man creature with red eyes. Mm. So at this point... They, they all told the police. At this point, the police don't know what to think. They don't really believe anyone's account. And they say that it's probably a large heron that went off its migration pattern and is lost. You know, herons yeah. always get off their migration patterns. But Flying bi- 100 miles yeah, an hour. <laughs> you know. So a biologist, however, said the description of the creature fits the Sand Hill Crane which is a large crane with a seven-foot wingspan and red coloring around the eyes. And so I Googled this thing. It is terrifying. The sandhill crane? Yeah. It is giant. Have you seen a sandhill crane, Maria? No, I haven't been to look at it's I mean that's That's yeah. what you're terrified of? That's just a bird with really long but legs. It's, but it's really big. <laughs> I Maria don't like and birds. I aren't afraid of that. I don't like birds. <laughs> you'd see that though and you'd go, That's a that's a bird. Yeah, you you wouldn't Okay, but Yeah, you wouldn't think it's a man, I don't think. <laughs> look at its little ducklings though. Yeah, I, I mean that's so that's skinny. a that's, that's a bird, so Melissa. It's like a t- birds are dinosaurs. <laughs> they are. They are. So uh none of the witnesses were buying the crane theory. They're like, No, 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 no. And so a guy who also spotted the Mothman said there had been weird shit happening at his home like intermittent electrical issues, mm-hmm. and his dog went missing. Crazy. Like it flew into his yard and picked up the dog. And took the dog. And I imagine that reminded me of in The Wizard of Oz when the flying monkeys the flying monkeys took Toto. Yeah, a bird just can't pick up a dog. Yeah. And it was a big dog. He said it was like a Labrador or something. Oh. Yeah, it wasn't like a Chihuahua. It, wasn't it was Toto. a big dog. Yeah. Damn. So then more and more people started reporting seeing this creature. And then Mary Heyer... A reporter at the time, she received over 500 phone calls from people saying they saw weird objects flying in the sky, red lights, creatures, all sorts of crazy shit. Some people said it even emitted a humming and a buzzing sound, Mm. and it communicated with a screeching sound. Sounds like my vibrator. Whoa. Other people said it could ascend straight up into the air like a helicopter. Crazy. What? So Point Pleasant actually has a very odd history. There's something there called the Curse of Chief Cornstalk. And some people think that the Mothman tragedies are from a curse that was placed on the land by the Shawnee Chief, Chief Cornstalk. After the Battle of Point Pleasant on October 10th, 1774, uh, the war chief tried to make peace with the American settlers, but that peace only lasted one year after a group of American soldiers assassinated him. Damn. Right. And apparently, when Cornstalk was being assassinated, on his final breath, he cursed the territory for the next 200 years. And that was 1774? Yeah. So 200 years, 19... Okay, wow. kind of check out? Yeah. Yeah, so the town of Point Pleasant is a Shawnee Indian burial ground, and the chief of the Shawnee... He was murdered. ...was murdered and cursed those lands for 200 so years. So before he's like, I curse your town. Yes. So people think oh. that everything bad that happens in Point Pleasant was because of this curse. And people think that perhaps this Mothman is part of the curse. I mean, sure. So the Mothman isn't the only thing that exists in Point Pleasant. 
There's also something called the Flatwoods Monster. What is that? Which is some sort of alien thing. I didn't want to get too into it because it seems like it could be a whole other episode. Oh. But um, this is from History.com. Oh, my God. I just typed it in. Oh, my God. Wait. This... What is it? Why is it wearing a skirt? Why is a robot wearing a skirt? What is that? It says, in 1952, the Flatwoods monster terrified six kids, a mom, a dog, and the nation. It looks like something like a five-year-old drew. I know. It prompted a U.S. Air Force UFO inquiry, part of an initiative called Project Blue Book. So in Flatwoods, West Virginia, it's which is close to Point Pleasant, oh, no. this like weird alien None. monster thing, which is wearing a dress. <laughs> which, it's like it's wearing like a corset. Yeah, it's wearing a corset and a dress and some sort of bonnet. What is it wearing? I think it's beautiful and it's levitating. Yeah, we're not we're not shaming. This is this is the 2000s. It's like a witch. This is 2020. It came out of the woods and scared this family when he saw a 10-foot monster with a blood-red body and a green face that seemed to glow. It may have had claws for hands. It was hard to tell because of the dense mist. And it started just attacking the community. <laughs> it was during the Cold War, an era of bom- bomb scares. So this was in, the, in 1952. So that's just one of the weird things that happened in this era near Point Pleasant. These pictures are amazing. <laughs> yeah, Google the Flatwoods monster. Maybe this is a whole other episode we can do. But this is one weird thing that happened in West Virginia. And then, Melissa, there's also UFO sightings. <gasps> yes. Okay, so this is from Mothman Fandom. So on Wednesday, November 2nd, 1966, uh, which is right before the Mothman sightings, right? Uh, About 7.30 p.m., while Woodrow Derenberger was returning from Marietta, Ohio to his home, he had a strange experience. He was driving in his red panel truck on Route 77 in Parkersburg, West Virginia. He claimed that he saw a flying metallic cigar-shaped craft The ship traveled right by his truck and blocked the roadway ahead and gradually made him slow down to a stop onto the side of the road. Uh, He said the aircraft was hovering about 12 inches off the road. A door opened on the craft and a being exited the ship and the door shuts with a loud thunk behind him. The being walked right up to his truck window. He described it looking like any ordinary man off the street, six feet tall, about 35 years of age, olive complexion, dark brown hair, and wearing a glossy metallic dark blue coat. The man spoke to Woodrow telepathically. His mouth did not move and said he had a fixed smile on his face. So creepy. Uh, the man looked in through the truck's window and said without saying something along the lines of, roll down your window and talk to you. During their communication, the man called himself Indrid Cold. He told Woodrow that he meant him no harm. So in the famous Derenberger interview, he said, I was very frightened, and as far as I can understand, this was all mental. There were not spoken words from him. I knew what he was asking me, but yet he stood there and his mouth did not move. He had a smile on his face, and he appeared very courteous and friendly. Indrid Cold and Mr. Derenberger's conversation lasted about 10 minutes. Cold told him we eat we breathe we sleep we bleed even as you do before returning to his spaceship and he said we will see you again 
And then he reported this to the police. Okay. I just went in my anagram maker. Oh. <laughs> yeah, Ingrid Cold is such an anagram name. Okay, so I look up Ingrid Cold. And from that, you can get the word crinoid. And I'm like, that's got to mean something. Crinoid. So then I look up crinoid, and it said crinoids are marine animals that make up the class crinoidia. They're like these weird, it includes starfish, sea urchins, sea cucumbers. The class crinoidia includes some of the most exquisite members. Ooh. 500 million years of history. They are the most senior group of li- living echinoderms. They have a water. What if, I mean. It's the oldest creature in the sea. It's the oldest creature in the sea. Wow. But like, don't you, haven't you ever watched Planet, whatever it's called? Planet Planet Earth. Planet Earth. And you look at those deep sea things and you're like, that's an alien. There's some shit down there. What if Indrid Cold is a starfish? Uh, uh, (laughs) But it looked like a man. Well, I'm just saying, what if you could turn you know into how a man? starfish can change colors and shape to like for camouflage? What if he's some he sort of deep sea creature? What did he say? He said he could. You know, when starfish, you stand them up, they look like people. Yes. Yeah, they do. You what did he put say? eyes on them. They got hands. Yeah. Patrick, like Patrick. We breathe. They They breathe underwater. They sleep. They sleep. They eat. We bleed. Even as you do. Wait, who's saying that? Ingrid Cold. Ingrid Cold. Ingrid Cold said that. Do crinoids bleed? What do Hmm. that? (laughs) Do starfish bleed? Dead end. But we'll get back to that. Okay, so there's also in addition to that, there's tons of UFO sightings in the area in Point Pleasant or like West Virginia actually has more UFO sightings than Roswell. That's crazy. Starfish have no blood. Rather than blood, starfish have a vascular system that pumps seawater through their bodies. That's pretty crazy, actually. Well, I tried. Okay, so it has more, they have more UFO sightings than Roswell, especially during this time period. So here's one UFO sighting from the West Virginia Herald at the time. On the critical night of September 12th, oh, that was my mom's birthday, Fresh Chino says he learned of 21 hours of sustained UFO activity. Holy shit. And West Virginia was the hub of it all. This is a guy who's doing a research on UFO sightings uh, in the 60s. There was 10 actual crash landings that night in West Virginia, he says. They're all documented. This is what took 17 years to find out. In order, some of these landings occurred when the first spaceship crashed at Ogle Bay Park near Wheeling at St. Albans in Charleston, then up in a suburb named South Hills, back into the Watt Powell Park area of the capital and in Cabin Creek, where the same UFO landed five times, the author says. A second craft buzzed the nation's capital, flew over Virginia, then landed in Flatwoods at 7.25 p.m., Flatwoods Monster, uh, where the local denizens christened it the Green Monster, Fresh Chino said. Have you tried to put any of these points on a map? Oh, my God. Does it do a pentagram? Do I don't it. know. I'm about to do it. You oh know what God. a pentagram is? A starfish! starfish! <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm going to map these out. Continue talking. <laughs> oh, God. oh, my God. Fuck. Finally, a third <laughs> fuck, ship. Fuck. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Finally, a third ship. <laughs> 
hit the earth in a community called Holly just outside Flatwoods took off and crashed a second time in Sugar Creek along the Elk River, lifted off again, and then went into a third tailspin at Frametown. Some debris were scattered at the Flatwoods crash site and was shipped off by an Air Force officer to Washington, including pieces of metal and chunks of an unknown plastic-like material. This is from the West Virginia Herald, and he's writing a book on the 1952 West Virginia UFO sightings. Damn. Insane, right? That's crazy. There's this thing called the TNT area in West Virginia where those two couples were driving. Yeah. So from 1942 to 1945, small bunkers built all over Point Pleasant were to store TNT dynamite and dynamite products that would be used at a nearby plant which it currently is now a wildlife preserve. Yeah. They also made acid for bombs, Hmm. basically lots of weird, toxic, and nuclear waste stuff. And after the war, the TNT area was shut down, the plant was abandoned, and it became a haven for teenage kids to make out and go drag racing. Uh Uh-oh. In the 1980s and 1990s, the wildlife preserve did research, and the TNT area had seriously contaminated the local area, the ponds, the lakes, and the soil. Allie writes, I'm sorry, but the Mothman is definitely real and is either a human or animal that mutated or was it an experiment gone wrong? Yeah, that's one of the theories. It's crazy, right? It's crazy. Pond 13 was affected the worst. The water was essentially pure waste product, and that's where most of the birds and the fish were. Yeah, they did testing, and Pond 13, where all the animals live... Was like pure sewage, waste, nuclear acid. So basically, there's raw radioactive nuclear sewage running through Point Pleasant. So could that have caused a mutation of a bird or a human to create the Mothman? Or both. Or both. Maybe a human was swimming in one of the ponds and came into contact with a bird, and then they somehow fused together. (laughs) Yes. They got stuck together. Okay. I, Allie's <laughs> looking at me for re- reassurance. And yeah, I a, think that's a person, a person had sex with a bird. Yes. Or, or a moth. We're disregarding the moth part of <laughs> oh, moth. A man. person had sex with a moth. Ew. Oh my God, that kind of be so cute. <laughs> what if a person having doggy style sex with a moth? <laughs> it either have to be a tiny, tiny person or a giant moth. <laughs> imagine a a normal sized human having doggy style sex with a small moth (laughs) but the lights have to be off or else the moth would just go towards the lamp (laughs) moths are stupid okay let's talk about the silver bridge collapse yes uh, so the Mothman sightings continued for a year up until December 15th, 1967, when disaster struck. During rush hour, commuters were crossing the Silver Bridge, which connected Point Pleasant to Canauga, Ohio. It was a span bridge, which it's those are the types of bridge that cables hold them. It's not like the oh. San Francisco, but like it's just cables that are kind of holding Scary. the bridge. Up. Yeah. And it hadn't been updated or repaired ever and then not good the bridge collapsed 
31 cars containing 64 people fell into the freezing cold Ohio River. This was December, so it was freezing. Of those 64 people, 46 died and nine were injured. And it's the deadliest bridge collapse in history. Holy shit. So this did result in the congressional passage of National Bridge Inspection Standards in 1968. And the main cause of it was is apparently the failed eye bar joint and welding hmm. mistake. It was like a tiny three millimeter stress crack in a metal beam. And so there were no more sightings of the Mothman in Point Pleasant after this tragedy. What's weird, though, is in a documentary I was watching last night, the name escapes me, but I'll, I'll think of it. Maybe it's called The Mothman? Yeah, I think actually it was. <laughs> <laughs> People said that they heard like a big boom. Oh. And then the the bridge collapsed. And like the boom didn't have to do with something breaking. Like there was a oh, boom. Weird. And then some sort of nuclear boom. And then oh. a few minutes later, the bridge collapsed. So people were like, did Mothman do something? Or was there some sort of UFO thing? And then the bridge collapsed. Like people don't think that it was the bridge's infrastructure. They think that it was the Mothman did something or a UFO. Yeah, because there's a picture, one of like the most famous pictures of the Mothman of him on top of the bridge. Yes, you can. We'll we'll post it. Yeah. So the bridge was replaced a year later with all the proper inspections and everything. And there's a Mothman monument in Point Pleasant. Oh, yes, there is. Um, There's several other disasters that are blamed on Mothman or that Mothman kind of like Mothman came before they happened. There's a Chernobyl disaster of 1986. Throughout 1985, many scientists and other workers at the nuclear plant in Chernobyl claimed to see a huge black bird-like creature with the body of a man flying around the plant. They also reported a series of strange harassing phone calls and a string of nightmares leading up to the explosion. Same in Fukushima in 2011. Marcus Pules, an American visiting Japan, was out with a friend near the Fukushima plant when suddenly he heard a loud whooshing sound and a terrible screeching. As they looked back towards the plant, they saw a figure Pules described as large and black. From the distance, it looked to be sitting on top of one of the square-shaped buildings. It sat there for about five seconds, and then it unfurled a large set of what I could only describe as big black wings. It wasn't until Pules was back home in America hearing the news on CNN about the devastation of the Japanese earthquake and the explosions at the very same nuclear plant where he had witnessed the creature that he realized he may have seen the infamous harbinger of disaster known as Mothman. Interesting. Crazy. Then there is the Mexican swine flu outbreak of 2009. Note, I have had swine flu. You did? Yes. When? In 2009. (gasps) I got it. And what, what happened? happened? I Did had, you die? <laughs> I died. Wow. Um, I, I got it. I had like 104 fever. I was super, super sick. I had to stay home from work for like a month and they had to like issue out like a health warning to my work. Oh my God. It was God. so embarrassing. How, do you know how you got it or? No idea. I mean, I got it from s- someone else, I guess. Did you go to the hospital at all? No. I was, I mean, like I wasn't that sick, but I was like, it was bad. Damn. Yeah. 
On April 10th, 2009, residents of La Junta in the Mexican state of Chihuahua began noticing a strange creature in their midst. He was very tall and hairy with two expansive wings and wide bloodshot eyes. One young student even reported that the creature chased him relentlessly. Those were 15 minutes of maximum despair, he says. It was during this time that the area began to see a rise in swine flu cases tied to the ongoing 2009 outbreak. Two other witnesses by the names of Angela Mendez and Viviana Viviana Ledesma claim to have heard the creature in an apple orchard near Minyaka Minyaka Cemetery. Some believers theorize that the creature terrifying the residents of Chihuahua was, in fact, the Mothman. Oh. And then people also say that they saw Mothman at the World Trade Center. Right. Which, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know about that one. Yeah. 
Is he Batman? Maybe. One of the theories is on September 10th, 1978, a group of miners in Freiburg, Germany, saw a headless creature with glowing red eyes blocking the mine's entrance. At first, they thought it was a man in a trench coat, but they quickly realized it was not a coat, but an un- but unfurled large black wings. The men remained in the mine entrance, stunned and staring at the creature until it let out a blood-curdling screech that sent the miners scrambling out. The screeching is what other people said Yeah, they heard from it. About an hour later, the men felt an earthquake and a plume of dust shot from the mine as it collapsed. So if the men had gone to their stations they in the mine died. as usual, the majority of them would have died. It appeared as though what they dubbed the Freeberg Shrieker saved their lives. That... Sounds I'm like a free sex bur- move. Freebird Shrieker. <laughs> the Freebird Shrieker. I gave her the old Freebird Shrieker. <laughs> My favorite sex move. Not to not to do, but just the the a David Copperfield. What is that? It's it's just so funny to me. What is it? There's it's a you're having sex with your a guy's having sex with a girlfriend from behind. Yeah. I like that you said girlfriend. I know. A girlfriend. <laughs> a so guy having sex with his, with his with wife. A serious, exclusive, monogamous partner from. Uh, a man is having sex with his wife from behind, and they're, they're standing in front of a window. Oh no! And then the man's, the man's friend, another guy, comes and swoops in and starts having sex with her, so she doesn't notice. And then the husband goes around outside and then knocks on the window and waves to her. Oh, oh, God. So that's horrible. It's the David Copperfield. That's sick. It's, it's really sick. <laughs> Just so you know, everyone that. on this podcast <laughs> believes in consent. <laughs> I heard that in high school. Just, um, where, where are we? Mothman Festival. <laughs> There's a Mothman Festival. Where? I bet it's in Point Pleasant. Point it Pleasant. Is. It's, <laughs> Good guess. <laughs> it's every third weekend in September. Jesus. That's once a year. Is but... It? Every third weekend in September. Yeah, but that, right, but that's a lot of weekends. Like, you'd think it would just be like once a year. That that's is what it once is. a year. But they're doing it. But they, but they, Every third weekend in September. There's only, there's only four, four weekends, weekends in September. September. <laughs> this, I swear to God, I thought this, this confused me too. I was like, every third weekend in September. <laughs> That is a terrible way. It should say the third weekend of September. Oh, God. September does not have 30 weekends. Continue. They have a giant Mothman statue. They do. But that's there all year long. That's all year long, baby. They have a 5K run. They have uh, guest speakers. They have cosplay. They do bus tours to the TNT area. Oh, that's tight. They have a Mothman pancake eating contest. That's a little random. <laughs> they do hay rides and then there's a museum there. That's And the, the museum guy is every documentary I've watched on Mothman, he is loves to speak oh, on the yeah. subject. Oh, yeah. That's how he makes his whole living. Yeah. I mean, this town, they kind of embraced. They had to. The Mothman because, you know, what else? What you can't else? go back. No. <laughs> That's all they have. Now, there was Mothman sightings as recent as 2017 oh. in Chicago. 
Oh, shit. Yeah. So the Mothman is still around and it's being investigated by MUFON, who we've talked about before. Oh, yes. The Mutual UFO Network. So there's case 83325, which you could probably look these up if you went to the MUFON website. Uh, The witness was in Lake Michigan with her husband and two other couples celebrating a friend's birthday. We were about, this is the person quoting, we were about two miles out on the lake just off of Montrose at about 10 p.m. The witness states, we were enjoying ourselves when I happened to look up and saw what looked like a giant bat and not like a fox bat, which I looked up and saw was the biggest bat. The bat was as tall as my husband who is six foot four inches or even bigger. The witness described the, cre- the creature. It was solid black with eyes that seemed to reflect the moonlight. The bat was blacker than the surrounding night sky and was perfectly silhouetted against the moonlit sky. The bat circled the boat three times in complete silence before heading off towards Mott Rose. It quickly blended into the night sky and was gone in seconds. Have you seen a fox bat? No. Oh my god, they're giant. Wow, that is pretty Where? Wow. Oh my god, big. it looks like a man flying. Look at this. Yeah, that's really large. <gasps> it's the Mothman. I mean, oh, that's crazy. Not no on the If I saw yeah. that. Oh my god. Look at look at here. Oh my god, that's giant. That's probably 3 to 4 feet big. Yeah. That could is be Is that Moth- the Mothman? <laughs> Where do they live? This could be Mothman. Um yeah, for sure. Where are they? They Oh, this tropics? is a Malayan flying fox. Asia, Australia, East Africa. Maybe one got over here. It went off its migration pattern like that heron. That's great. Can the you imagine seeing that? Bat. Oh, bats scare me. I love bats. Really? Since I was a child. I broke one of my teeth hiding from a bat. Wait, what? <laughs> Say that sentence again. <laughs> I broke one of my front tooth. Oh. I was in this cabin up in, like, somewhere near Lake Tahoe a few years ago, and there apparently just happened the guy who owned the place liked to have, like, a bat cave thing there. Oh, my God. Belfry? I don't know. What do you call it? And so at nighttime, all these fucking bats came out of this, like, other cabin. Holy shit. And one was in our cabin like we came in and it was just like it was just sitting there like on the table oh my god like is it alive or is it dead and it was it was really it was tiny it was looked like the size of like a hamster yeah there i was just like uh what do we do and then like it started to fly and i was like (gasps) "Ah!" and so i went into the kitchen and then we were like gonna try to catch it we like got a net it started to fly again and i ducked down I was next to this like kitchen counter and I ducked down while I was screaming. Oh no. And my front tooth oh, hit no. the counter. Oh shit. While I was ducking down and I felt just like the pieces in oh, my mouth. No. And I was like, oh my God, I just shattered my fucking Holy teeth. Shit. And it was like my front left tooth was like chopped in half. But then I went to the dentist and he like fixes. You can't really oh, tell. Oh, no, you can't tell anything. And actually, it evened out my teeth because one was kind of longer than the other. So it, yeah, it all worked out. I have a jagged front tooth. Fuck. Well, I think it's that. It could be definitely the bat. We have a ton of theories, though. A ton. We've already (laughs) talked a little bit about this, the TNT area. Yes. But it's all these bunkers that are leaking raw sewage and toxic materials into the wildlife preserve. Yeah. It could definitely be an insane mutated bird. Yes. Additionally, I was thinking, so the government is building during World War II – 
all these bunkers that are quarantined off from the community and they're supposedly building bombs there and stuff. Right. How do we not know that they're doing other experiments there? We don't know. So maybe they're doing human experiments there. Yeah. And this is some sort of human experiment gone wrong. Yeah. You know what? Because I was watching the other day. Did you ever see that like horror movie Overlord? No. Have you? Mm Mm-mm. I think it was based on a comic book, but basically it's like these Nazis are doing crazy experiments and they're making these super strong mutant creatures. And I was like, how how do we know that the government wasn't doing crazy experiments on people to try to make superhuman? Well, they were giving World War II pilots meth. Yeah, right? So... Who knows what else they were So it testing. could either be a bird that got into some weird sewage and mutated crazy, or it could yeah. be a human they were trying to do experiments on. Like, what if they were trying to make humans fly yeah. by giving them genes of birds, birds or bats or whatever, or and then moths, and then... Like Alex Mack. Yes. The secret world of Alex Mack. Exactly. She got into some bad She got into waste, some bad shit. Yeah. And was- she can, you know... She yeah, could into anything. Yeah. And she could move things. She could. Exactly. So one other theory, it's the the Sandhill crane of course is a theory, but That's I think I think theory. we ruled that out. We did. The legs are too. <laughs> That's too obviously a bird. I was thinking a pterodactyl. You know Jurassic Park, the the real movie about <laughs> It could be a pterodactyl. Dinosaurs. You never know. You never know it could be a pterodactyl. It's a giant flying there's no pterodactyls in the original Jurassic Park. Actually, There's didn't not? they didn't they recently realize that pterodactyls didn't exist? What? Are you a pterodactyl denier? I'm a pterodactyl truther. <laughs> um, no, didn't they recently... There's some sort of dinosaur that they recently oh. found out didn't exist. Well, I know they found out that they make more noises like birds than they do like roars. No. Like it's more of a... How they, they don't really They roar. realize that they put bones together from different oh. animals, from different dinosaurs, and they had created a dinosaur that doesn't exist. Pterodactyls are in Jurassic World. Brontosaurus! They don't Brontosaurus exist? don't exist? Forget extinct. The brontosaur- Brontosaurus never even existed. What the hell? That's my favorite dinosaur. Well, sorry to burst your bubs. It didn't? Yeah, they they mixed up bones from several different dinosaurs and they thought that it was a different a new dinosaur but it and they called it the Brontosaurus. What it, year is that though? Cuz here in 2015, what year was that? Fuck, this is 2012. Okay, it Uh-oh. says this is from wired.com it says scientists say it's time to reinstate the Brontosaurus. Oh, I can't oh, deal yeah. with this roller coaster. I know people can't make up their minds. How are they like making these big statements like you know what brontosaurus never existed because everyone thinks they know why don't you sit on it for a while find some more info 2015 the brontosaurus is back back. in business baby yep it's back okay sorry sorry everyone thank god (laughs) sorry i'll lose my goddamn mind (laughs) i like the uh triceratopses yeah that's a good one What's the one from Land Before Time? There's Triceratops, there's... Uh, Brontosaurus. Yeah, Brontosaurus, and then... The- I like Ducky. What was Ducky? He was the a little plat- pterodactyl, was he? Or no. no. Plata- plat- a platypus? <laughs> God, what a what sad was, movie. Was that was horrible. Oh my God, wait. The sad story behind 
the actress who voiced Ducky in The Land Before oh, Time and All no. Dogs Go to Heaven. Oh, oh no. no. What happened? Wait. Oh, no. Did she's the same, dead. The, wait, the same person voiced Ducky in The All Dogs Go to Heaven girl? Oh, my God. Because she died. Yeah, she was shot and killed yes. by her own father. Did I, oh, my God. Did I talk about this? 10. No. Or did I just read no. this myself? Oh, yeah. I was reading about this because I was watching All Dogs Go to Heaven or like recently. Why? Oh, no, it wasn't here. I was talking about... Why did you watch that movie recently? Or no, I watched the end of it. Why? Because it was like the saddest thing. I don't know. Someone, my friend Aaron was like, let's watch the end. Of, I don't oh, know. God, how horrible. But then I was reading about that girl and yeah, she died and she voiced Ducky. Yeah. Yeah, that she was shot by her dad. <gasps> yeah. Oh, my God. Before the movie came out, before All Dogs Go to Heaven came out, and they released the movie still Holy after her shit. death. Yeah, he was abusive, and she was yeah. making $100,000 a year, and they were on welfare before she started working, and yeah. he killed her. That's sad. Well, this took a bad turn. All because you said brontosauruses <laughs> didn't so, exist. Yeah, I know. Fuck, all because I'm a creationist. Ducky is a <laughs> Okay, sor- well, let's go back. Um, okay, another theory <laughs> is that it could be Thoth, the Egyptian god. Who? Thoth. <laughs> Thoth? Thoth? Thoth. D-H-O-T-H. Thoth. Thoth? He's Thoth. Not, <laughs> not Toth? Like, but it's T H O T H. Wouldn't that be Thoth? But, but T H O T is uh, oh no, it's thought. That's thought. Okay, Thoth, the Egyptian <laughs> god. He's a human bird god. He invented geometry. Ew. He agreed, <laughs> but he looks like the Mothman. Does he now? Yes. So maybe he's an Egyptian god. But another on that, I'll move into another theory on along those lines. Could it be? Sorry. <laughs> it's going to tell us how to pronounce Thoth. Hold on. Can I get more Thoth on my pasta? <laughs> Before you put on shoes, you got to put on your Thoth. <laughs> Thoth. Thoth. Oh, my God. Okay, but could it be, could Mothman be a god or a demon? Absolutely. Could Because I, I believe in that. Well, if he was trying to prevent all of these disasters yes and he was god just being trying to warn people but warning them in a terrible way terrifying (laughs) way but it could be some i mean it's this human looking creature with huge wings i mean it could be some sort of like demon or lesser angel or just some sort of something it's got wings yeah so i don't know that's another one of my things um i thought it could be just an undiscovered animal. It's a species we don't know exists yet. There's so many spe- species on this earth. Especially in the ocean. <laughs> Especially in the ocean. <laughs> or um, mass hysteria. It could be mass hysteria. It Actually, in one of the documentaries, they said that um, since there is all that weird nuclear waste, that it gets into the water, which could get into the soil, which could get into the food, Everyone which could cause up. mass hysteria. Yeah. Everyone was um, on drugs. What's the... Um, mushroom uh crop cropage like over there let's look i mean it's very humid mushrooms yeah oh mushrooms for sure grow especially like toxic waste (laughs) there's gotta be i'm just gonna type in toxic waste mushrooms mushrooms actually clean up toxic mess oh my god west virginia with its extensive (laughs) and diverse forests and bountiful rainfall is an ideal region for the production of wild mushrooms oh the mushrooms were probably all 
infected with all these toxins and people were just, you know, picking them up and putting them in their salads. Yes. Everyone was going crazy. Yeah. Type in, see what the salad consumption was. Salad consumption in West Virginia. (laughs) I'm not, I'm not Googling that. I will. He'll be put on a list. (laughs) Salad consumption, West Virginia. Okay. Did you get a lot of uh, sweet green? um, uh, Oh, no. Fruit and vegetable consumption in West Virginia. Only 7.3% of adults meet their daily fruit intake. Only 5.8% of adults meet their daily vegetable intake. Jesus, you guys, come on. They're not doing good over there. Damn. Just make a smoothie. It's all right. What are they eating over there? Not mushrooms. Mothman. Okay, another idea I have is the Jersey Devil. (laughs) What? It's something that's found in New Jersey. Right. But maybe it could be <laughs> But maybe it could be in West Virginia, it could be the same animal. The New Jersey Devil is a creature described as a flying biped. I don't really know what that is. With hooves. Two two feet. It's a kangaroo-like creature or a goat-like creature with huge bat wings and horns. What? Yeah. And it emits a high-pitched, blood-curdling scream. Really? I like how it looks. I like its body. Vo- I think it's I like cute. its body, yeah. It's like, I like its body. It looks like <laughs> I like its body very much. It looks like a dragon. Yeah. It looks like a dragon goat. Yeah, it's like a dragon. Uh, yeah, it's got a goat head, but a dragon. A dragon body. Hooves. Yeah, and hooves. I mean, this seems, it's similar. It could be the same animal for sure. Oh. This guy looks friendly, though. That is true. There is one thing that I found I think it most mostly could be. Okay. Google Harpy Eagle. Okay. H-A-R-P-Y. It looks like a person wearing a bird costume. Oh, my God. Weird. Ew. How? Oh, weird. It's large. Yeah. It's very large. It's large. It has two feet. It has wings. It looks like a person. I bet that could pick up a dog. Oh, for sure. Oh, I forgot about that concept. Yes. Look how big those talons are. Oh, God. Wait, there's a picture of it. With a dog in its mouth? But when it stands up, it looks like... Oh, my God. Here's one carrying a goat. What? Oh, my God. Oh, it's 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 photoshopped. Oh. Sorry. Oh, another thing. I was on Reddit. I re- was reading about someone who is from Point Pleasant. Their name is Amthab. He says, I used to party in the TNT area when I was in high school. I never saw the Mothman, but I know a few people whose parents have. From what I understand, they were visited by men in black after their sighting. Oh, yes, the men in black thing. Yeah, and these people wore clothing and drove cars that looked like they came from the 40s. My brother's girlfriend's mom uh, had an encounter, and she gets very freaked out when it's mentioned. I myself experienced some very strange things when I lived there. I had a lot of things happen of an ESP supernatural-ish nature. I personally believe that the Mothman is either a being that is age-sold and was somehow brought to us by the government, or he is a product of government experimentation. Uh, I kind of think it's possible that the actual Mothman isn't really a man, but a vehicle of some sort, possibly operated by something from another world or dimension. Like in Men in Black, when the little aliens inside the human body... Yes. Interesting. <laughs> and another person on Reddit, Happy Pants 69 said, 
1967, Connie Carpenter left a church service and witnessed the Mothman on her way home. She was so traumatized by the incidents that she could not stop speaking of the creature's devilish red eyes. Soon after, she became the first of many Mothman witnesses to be harassed by strange, olive-skinned men dressed in black suits. Mm -hmm. Newspaper reporter Mary Heyer interviewed many of the eyewitnesses and wrote about the Mothman phenomena before the men in black tried to silence her and end her investigation. The reporter was continuously harassed by these mysterious men until her death. Yeah, so that's another thing is... Apparently, during this time, there is these quote-unquote men in black who were all around Point Pleasant telling people not to talk about what was going on. And they weren't even really trying to hide themselves, that they would, like, call people's houses and wait outside their house and doing quote-unquote, like, damage control. Yeah, that's what makes me think it's a government experiment. Or they were aliens like Ingrid cold who were Ingrid cold (laughs) Ingrid cold Ingrid cold Ingrid whatever trying to oh my god here's two pictures of the men in black yeah here come the men in black is that what that line is yeah galaxy Galaxy defenders Defenders. okay what did you you I never knew what it was yeah galaxy defenders i never knew what i think it is yeah no i believe you i just never knew men in black lyrics Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. men in black yeah galaxy defenders wow that's cool it is pretty that's pretty dope (laughs) (laughs) that's fly those are dope lyrics um yeah so the men in black were all around town some sort of like government agents or people think that they were time travelers or people from another dimension. All possible. Either trying to like protect the city or telling people not to talk about what was going on or whatever. Something weird. That's another episode we can do or like where else have these men in black shown up or like the men in black real. Weren't there some men in black going around during the Polybius arcade things? Yes, I think they're real. Here's a whole timeline of Men in Black. Uh oh. <laughs> okay, Men in Black '97. <laughs> <laughs> That's literally on here. Uh, Men in Black timeline. 1953. The term Men in Black is coined by Albert Bender. 1956. They knew too much about flying saucers. Book by Gray Barker is. Uh, created 1966 john keel begins investigating investigating ufos 1966 1967 men in black reports are started uh going circulating in point pleasant december 1966 marcella bennett encounters men in black hostile driver 1967 mary hire encounters men in black at her office it goes like on and on and on people who who wow i mean there's something here. Mm-hmm. We got to get into this. Well, if you have ever had an encounter with a men in black, <laughs> or if you think they exist. Reach out. Let us know. Please reach out. Please let us know. <laughs> the, oh. the final note on this Google Doc. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what? What is There's it? also a Mothman Prophecies book or movie, uh-huh. and it's starring Richard Gere. And my next topic of conversation was, did Richard Gere stick a gerbil up his butt? That's a good question. Maybe our listeners can... You know, 
Some people think that Sylvester Stallone started that rumor because he did not get along with Richard Gere on a movie they did. Stop it, really? Yeah. Well, in 2008... On The Village Voice, it says Richard Gere finally addresses gerbil rumor. What did he say? Gere told an interviewer he won't read magazines because they're full of lies. Quote, I stopped reading the press a long time ago. Lots of crazy things came up about me at at first, especially from the tabloids. There is an infamous Gere stuck a hamster up his bum, urban myth. But hold your horses. While it's very brave of Gere... To make note of something that obviously proved so humiliating to him, I have to make a correction. The story was that it was a gerbil, not a hamster. <laughs> okay, so he was so 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 he was saying it didn't happen, and he even had the story wrong. You know what I mean? So it was a hamster. <laughs> so he's saying it wasn't a gerbil; it was a hamster. Yeah, that's what he's telling. That's what us. he says. Okay. Well, we cracked another case. Cracked the case. So, any final thought? What is your what is your final theory melissa ew i'm thinking about that though and that's really sick <laughs> putting yeah, a gerbil up your yes butt? that's horrible i agree is that a real thing that people actually did gerbiling before- no that's when you sh- no it's not called gerbiling gerbiling what's that's gerbiling? really horrible to think about that's uncomfortable. But how it doesn't fit. It does, Melissa. No, if you try. It. You yes, can it do is, anything if you try. It is gerbiling. It is? Oh. Yes. That's, <gasps> you're right, it is. It is a perverted sexual they, practice. <laughs> people do die, do, do the gerbils die? Well, I'm Girl, sure they'll want, they'll want to be killed afterwards. That's humiliating. Oh, my God. Some variations of reports suggest that the rodent be covered in a psychoactive substance like cocaine before being inserted. Oh, God. This is horrible. Horrible. Oh, my God. Practice safe gerbiling why duct tape is necessary. What? But what stop I'm not going to. I'm not going to click it. I'm just reading the title. I refuse to believe that anyone has ever done this. This is why I you refuse. need a, tour, a yeah. tour browser. Oh, no. The two things I've Googled is the salad consumption in West Virginia, Virginia and gerbiling. You're on a list. I'm not going to be able to fly anywhere. Yeah. Good luck going on your next vacation. Fuck, dude. Um, Melissa, any final theories? I don't know. I think it was Batman. <laughs> Maria? I think it was, um, one of those, like, a, just a big owl, owl or something. Like, yeah. one of those animals a that... eagle? But I don't know. I think also that people see what they want to see. Yeah. Deep. I think it was a demon. Melissa, <laughs> <laughs> Melissa, where can people find us online? You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at WebcrawlersPod, on Reddit and Facebook. Boy, yo, 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 yo. <laughs> remember the truth is out there, and keep looking for it. Bye. Bye. <laughs> My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. 
Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.